Hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall. This show is designed to offer hope for you and your family as you navigate through the struggles of life. We believe that this hope that comes from Jesus can lead you to live a life of victory in Him. I'm Chris Sasser, and today I get to lead us through a conversation about hope. We are glad you're here. Well, hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope. Chris Sasser and Troy Peverall together again, and we are spending a few weeks uh, really talking about the the ministry of A Voice of Hope, talking about this word hope, talking about our world and hope or hopelessness <laughs> or whatever it is that uh, is going on. And so, Troy, thanks for, for uh, just starting this ministry and for wanting to talk to people about hope and wanting to be a voice of hope. And so over the last few episodes, we've talked about what kind of what is the mission of Voice of Hope. Let's recap that just a little bit uh, for folks who, who haven't had a chance to hear that. I will. You Part of the uh, development of this, I must say, at, at the beginning, just to everyone who's listening, is like, I think the tendency for any of us when we sit down and listen to someone who's going to talk about the matter, that they must know their stuff. They must have this together. They must do really well at this and not struggle. And the fact is, is that this mission is a challenge to me. So it's a mission that I feel like that I too am on, which is, you know, do my actions, do my voice, does my life look like I have hope, you know? And that's where I'm like, well, there are times where as everyone probably listening is, you know, I'm struggling in that. And I don't think that uh, anyone who says that they're not in some ways uh, of life, just the daily things of life and uh, the common stressors, but then, you know, also what's going on all around us, uh, hope is difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's like, well, that's why we're on a mission. You know, that's why this ministry has a mission. And that is to be a voice of hope, which first brings this question to me and everyone listening, like, do you have a voice of hope for those around you? Which, you know, I have to draw back in and say, um, gosh, do I, you know, is this in me? Because again, I can't give away very easily what I don't have or possess in myself. So I just want to start off by saying that I too am on this mission. Um, but the mission of a voice of hope is simply to to evaluate and yourself and the question of is it in your own life, and then be on mission with us uh, to encourage and equip those around you to be that voice of hope as well. So it's a mission just written right within the very name of its uh, ministry name to be a voice of hope to people in all walks of life. And um, this can be, this is what I'm hoping is this mission and this, the, the name of our mission actually becomes something live and active for people that they see themselves of, it's not up to the church only to be a voice of hope. It's not up to just your the groups that you're in. It's it starts with us, those people that are really seeking to know: um, Do I make an, and have an influence in our, in our world, in the groups around me, and people around me? Yeah, and I really resonate with kind of where you started there on you know how you have to evaluate like what what's going on in me in this because I would for years I've kind of uh, thought of myself as like a very optimistic person. I even had a friend of mine one time call me stupidly optimistic. And I would, I would say, you know, certainly for the last 25 years of my life that that hope and that optimism came from my relationship with Jesus. But I have found myself in the last year or so 
yeah, being yeah. a little <laughs> right. not as hopeful about you know, different situations in my life, different things going on in the world, and having to sort of, as we've had this conversation, you know, over the last year or so, being wow, like, is that voice of hope deep down in me, or is it kind of just, you know, can it just be surfacey? And something that you kind of you put on when you're in a crowd of people or right. whatever. Like, where does that voice of hope really come from? Right. Um, because, you know, times are challenging in a lot yeah. of different ways, both in, in our personal lives and in what's going on in the world, which we'll get to in a little while. Yeah, but, sometimes um, I'll uh, just listen to people and I'm like talking to them, encouraging them. And so it's this ministry coming inside of me and out of me to them. And I think that is the work of the Holy Spirit who is in me. And I think that we'll, we'll always you know, need to be ready to give an account for the hope that we have within us. Um, But then when I hear myself say something, I'm like, did I just say that? And it's a challenge to myself. And I'll I'll have to admit sometimes to people like, look, the stuff I'm talking to you about, it's coming real easily. And it's, it's there. Sounds really good. Sounds really good. But the fact is, is I am struggling and have the same issue. And I, I just think that that in itself is true. So why not state it if needed? But at the same time, don't shut your mouth down. Be the voice of hope in those moments for other people, uh, even if you have to acknowledge that you two struggle with it. Yeah, and I think what that what you're exhibiting is a level of authenticity that people are, are probably drawn to, <clears throat> to be able to talk to someone who is kind of in the fight with them, yeah. <laughs> if, if you will, right? Yeah, and not somebody yeah. who's you know figured it all out because I don't think any of us live there. Yeah, and let day. me just on top of what you're saying, just acknowledge also that you know sometimes um, when. When the, uh, I don't remember how long ago it was, but we were talking to a pastor friend of ours and we were being critical of uh, the church. And he kind of texted us back, hashtag church critic. <laughs> and so, and I, I really, you know, being that Never I've saw served, yourself as right, one of those, being did you? Served in, serving in the ministry, you know, I was talking to myself. Yeah. Um, and I think it was this, this just reality that this authentic place of our, you know, of local. Uh, ministry or he just whatever it is that I'm doing the authentic place of of you know giving out information and and teaching truths which we're supposed to do or speaking truths which we're supposed to do cannot be divorced from the authenticity yes. of our own struggle yes and when we don't state it as such then I think what we're doing is we're making it more skeptical it's easy for you to say that so people have to judge us based upon an appearance of some kind which means, hey, he has it all together. Well, look at your life. It's like, no, tell him your story too. Tell yeah. him your struggle. And that we are either in this meaning literally together or either we're above other people. And we know that that, that right there is not scriptural. It's not true. We're on common ground, even in our struggles. Yeah, that is so true. So you mentioned kind of different areas of life where you know we want to be this voice of hope, but just expound for just a minute on kind of what those areas are. I mean, I think you could just simply kind of narrow it down to just, you know, when you wake up in the day, what are, typically speaking, what are your walks? You know, where do you go? Where do you walk in life? You go to, you know, you start off in your house. If you have kids, you know, your walk in your house is simply doing life with your kids and your, your spouse, or if you're a single parent doing life, uh, sometimes on your own, um, that's difficult. Uh, maybe your walk in life is going to your work. Maybe it's in your neighborhood. Uh, your church life, the groups you go to, the places that you exercise. I mean, we have our places, typically speaking, where we do life. And it's in those places um, that I believe, you know, 
hey, evaluate, am I a voice of hope in these places? You know, sometimes we're not. And again, I think it goes back to acknowledging that um, and then challenging it. But I was going to say earlier something important about the church critic. I, I would just say this, is that I, I, because I desire to see an authentic lifestyle in myself and want to see it in others, um, I am sometimes critical, uh, but I think in a, hopefully in a good way to say that the church body at large and locally needs to send the same message. Um, but I also believe that living life in group life or community life with believers is powerful, so powerful. It needs to be powerful from an authentic place because of this reason. Like somebody said something to me recently, taken back to the scripture of like, Know, do not look into the mirror uh, and you forget as you walk away what it was you look like. I mean, the one thing that I can't see on my body is my face. I can mm-hmm. in the back, yeah, <laughs> the in back, the back of your head, in the back. <laughs> I can, but I can see my hands. I can see. I can see my physical body, but I can't see my face unless I look into a mirror. And I think that mirror sometimes can be group life and community life, where people authentically know you, but they got to authentically know you, and there's a place of trust there. Like it is so um, embarrassed, not embarrassing, just so difficult to share your life with people who don't share their life with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you, you feel like, oh, I'm going right, to be authentic. I'm going to open up and be real. I'm going to say I'm sorry when I mess up. And when, when we give that humble place of, of authenticity ourselves, well, I think we still should, whether or not they do, it needs to be met there. And when it's met there, I think you're talking about a closer step to true authentic life mm-hmm. with other believers. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, okay, let's talk a little bit about, um, I know you've got a way that people can assess whether or not they are a voice of hope in their life. So let's take just a few minutes to give folks kind of some tools around, like, what does it look like to ask yourself if you are a voice? Uh, yeah, good, great question. Um, do I portray this hope? you know, in my walks of life. Uh, and I think assess all of it. So assess all of the walks of life. I think we'll see, you know, if you had to rate them one to 10, I think there'll be some six, seven, eight, nines. Um, but then there'll be some one and twos, if, even if you're on the chart at all. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so I would say, look at the walks of life and just say, you know, in my marriage, am I a voice of hope? Um, and I remember, again, my wife asking me or just actually saying to me years ago, I need you to speak hope into me saying she needed for me to, to be a voice of hope for her. And I think so in your married life, in your parenting life, do you send the message to your kids that there's hope and goodness in life, hope and goodness for them? Or maybe you're challenged by being perhaps a naysayer, you know, that sends the message that, you know, out of fear, don't move too much, mm-hmm. you know, that the safest place is the best place. And it's not. Yeah. And, you know, so offer the voice out, rate yourself, uh, and then also look at your actions. You know, does my, do the things that I do, do they speak uh, and display uh, a voice of hope or a message of hope to, to people who are looking in, you know, and yet we're all, again, challenged by this. Um, so I just think looking at all the walks of life, and I think about First Peter uh, 3.15, where he says, you know, be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a, why you have this hope in you. 
but do it with meekness and fear. And I think that goes back to that authentic yeah. life. Yeah, that's right. It's like, be careful, you know, uh, what is it? It says, let every man who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. <laughs> so again, it's like I do it a real quick assessment. Uh, even in Galatians, you know, there's a passage that talks about bearing the burdens of other people. But then the verse right behind that says, but let every man bear his own. And so there's this combination of be that voice, bear the burdens of others, but be one also that evaluates yourself in meekness and fear to really say, do I, is this in me? Yeah. And again, that's that authentic alignment. That's right. That I think makes true change. The world does not need to see one side of that. The world will see that one side and be skeptical or even doubt or just resist. Totally resist. Yeah. So, so pastors, leaders, be authentic. Is it risky? Absolutely. But look, I mean, Jesus is our model. Yeah. You know, he, he risked everything. Yeah. And we're not willing at times to risk what people think about us. Yep. Yeah. That's so good. So good. So, okay. So we're going to take a, a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to just really kind of dive into a little bit of the challenges uh, kind of in our culture when it comes to hope, because there is a lot of hopelessness out there, but we want to kind of just identify some of those and then talk about what we can do with those. So you're listening to A Voice of Hope. Don't you just love the word renew? It offers a chance to take a look back while holding new possibilities in hand. It's a word that offers healing, but without the bonds of despair, and it seems to point us in a new direction while giving promise to move forward. This is Kim Peverall with A Voice of Hope. This ministry has been created to bring encouragement in a relevant, easy conversation. Through insights offered from Troy, Christ, and their guest, it's our desire that you'll become a voice of hope in your walks through life and into your community. Let's change the narrative of the last year and make a plan to choose positive perspective and embrace hope. Practice peace and fight your tendency to become anxious. Instead, pray. Pay attention to new ways to encourage others. Simple steps like these will affect change in your own life and spill over into your community. We invite you to find more resources for hopeful living at agape-counseling.org and equipandencourage.com. Hey, thanks for listening. We are honored to share this journey together. Welcome back to A Voice of Hope. Chris Sasser and Troy Peverall just talking about hope in and of itself and uh, whether or not we uh, kind of feel the, the, vo- the hope of Jesus in us, and then is that hope flowing out of us as a voice of hope? And so, Troy, there are a lot of issues going on in our world right now that can push us to feel hopeless. Yes. And so let's just kind of identify some of those, and you know, I'm sure people are going to be shaking their their head yes as we speak right. through some of these. And adding, <laughs> yeah, and adding right. to the list. Yeah, sure. You know, and, you know, I say the following, a lot of the following things that we're, we're talking about here is not so much uh, to, to uh, communicate any kind of stance that I take on anything other than this is, the, this is just what's out there. It's just what's going on. Yeah. And yeah. so when I sat down and I thought, you know, what are the issues in life, uh, in our culture, in our world that I think everyone to some degree is struggling with, and I see this. In my life, I see this in our family life. I see this in friend life. I see this in church life. I see this uh, in our world when, when we watch the, all the various places of media. And 
there are some things on here. And as I started to write them down, I got, I just was like, whoa, like, no wonder we're stressed, you know, and the things that I'm going to mention here and Chris that you're going to mention are not even the things that are normal, common to our life up to the 2020. Yeah. Right. You know? <laughs> All relatively new stuff. Then you add on top of the, the normal. How, yeah. And how do you do that, life? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think when 2020 broke out, I, <laughs> the first thoughts that I had was, you know, just a fear of getting sick with a pandemic. I'm thinking, am I living really in a time of, of history that, you know, we're going to have, we're going to see this mass fallout and just craziness to the, to getting sick. So I think just the, the first thing for me in 2020 was just the fear of getting sick with COVID um, and fear on any level while understood it's an authentic struggle is not good mm-hmm. because it, it actually creates a physical deterioration you know, and a, and a mental deterioration. Well, and I remember just kind of a personal story for me. So <clears throat> three of the four of us in our family got COVID back in November. <clears throat> and I remember the fear before we got it of what happens if we get this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then I remember a different level of fear when I had it. Mm-hmm. Oh no, what's going to happen to me now that I have it. Right. And, and it certainly kind of put in me a different level of fear that I, I'm not sure I have felt a whole lot of times in my life, you know, just because the unknown of all of it. And I'm like, okay, like I was a little bit scared about getting it. Oh, now I have it. Right. What do I do now? And not to dismiss the struggle, I mean, of having any kind of sickness that, you know, can take you out. Yeah, right. Uh, You know, but at the same time, I'm, you know, there's this thought like, okay, my faith, what does my faith and theology and principles teach about this life? And trying to get your mind around the fact that, you know, God has ordained to every man a time to live and die. And I'm like, okay, God, yeah, is this right. my time? And the fear that comes up is like, you know, whoa, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to go. Um, but at the same time, it's like the voice of the Lord, of His, the voice of hope within me who lives in me, you know, settling that fear. Yes, you that's know, right. Uh, just this past week, I told you earlier, I felt like a real small voice said, I got this covered for you. And I'm like, whoa, that had to be not for me because I don't think like that. You know, so like trusting that little voice of hope, going back to the fact that I can't give away what I don't have. Yeah, that's right. So I just think uh, fear of getting sick with COVID was a reality that we all are carrying with us to some degree or not. And I do think we should conquer that fear for the believer is to know, hey, you know, we're leaving here. And when, when it's time, that's right. you know, I don't want to get sick. I don't want to die. But at the same time, you know, where am I going? Yeah. God, God's under control. Yeah. I'm God's going to a control. place that yeah. I believe he says, and I believe it is better. Yeah. So uh, there's, there's this settling in our fear that God wants us to have not to be stupid, you know, and not to not respect our enemy, you know, enemy being sickness, yep. but at the same time also, you know, having hope, having faith, letting faith trump our fear, yep. that authentic struggle. Um, Another one, you know, I think just seeing the riots, you know, in the streets last summer in 2020, uh, not this past, but the summer before, uh, that was the next thing I recall, like going like, what is like, this is crazy. And what's going on? Like what's happening to our country? What's happening to, to people's lives all around them? Then the loss of jobs, you know, people, people, things started to shut down and people started to lose their income. 
Um, this, I mean, just in that, a lot of places began to close, changing our lifestyle. Yeah. You know, no and longer. We're still going impacting out. today. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, these are not normal before 2020 for our generation right. and the ones that are, you know, a little before us and coming behind us. Uh, the, just the lockdowns and stuff, the highly uh, charged presidential election that we went into last fall and um, it, through January and just the, the tension and the stress that that created for everyone um, was, you know, while I think it might be a little more normal in the sense of, you know, we have an election every four years um, and two years, at the same time, I don't know that I remember one like that. This one was a little different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that, you know, it brings up political differences. And I do believe that, you know, my theology teaches, hey, you know, that good and evil will begin to separate itself. However, you come on that side and there's a bigger divide, mm-hmm. which I think is a really bigger word that we might get to here in a minute. Um, and then the, uh, the chaos in January in D.C., that took place. I mean, that was a picture for everyone to go, oh my gosh, we really have gone crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing so, here? <laughs> right. Um, and then, you know, the reality, and I've heard, you know, more probably recently of some of the, uh, this, right, this next one, which is just the grief and loss of people uh, passing, uh, of loved ones passing, friends, you know, with, with COVID or with sicknesses. It seems to be just a lot of that recently. Um, so the, I think that's a lot of change for a lot of people. Uh, the infighting and divisiveness, um, just using, you know, thinking a second ago when we were talking about this, just the division uh, with people. And this isn't just, uh, you know, division in the uh, those that don't know God, but I see the division that of believers. Yeah, in the church. Yeah, absolutely. In for the sure. church, yeah. I mean, I've seen this. I've been, a, I've been and experienced it personally, watching uh, how people differ and... And with myself, uh, friends, uh, leaders in the church, and it's it's almost like, you know, stopping for a second and go, you know, you know, we know that sin is in the world, and we know disease is in the world, and we know that there are wars in the world, and we were told all of this, and we tend to think that that the ones that are even and evil and the ones that we've you know, vilify the ones that we demonize are people. But we, we have to remember in Ephesians chapter six, we do not wrestle with That's right. Our with, fight is not against flesh and blood, not against people. And so there is a real evil, I believe, fully behind so much of what we're experiencing. And I think we have to remember that division um, is his tactic. It's, it's one of his tactics. He would rather not be seen than be seen mm-hmm. until his time. And part of that is so that he can destroy what God created. Yeah. And what did God create? We can look around and say, Hey, God created your family. God created your family members. God created the one that you're differing with. And, and look at the division being caused in your family over political issues, over mask or no mask over, you know, the vaccinated or the unvaccinated. And it's like, really? While those are true issues, perhaps, that we need to wrestle with personally, I don't think what we need to do is destroy other people while we wrestle with Yeah, them. so true. Yeah. So true. Critical race theory. Uh, uh, there's something new recently that has come up and is just, you know, exploding around the country and uh, causing, again, another divisive issue. Um, while I do think we need to stand for things that are we believe that are right and wrong and perhaps 
you may fall a different side on that. Okay, stand for that. But at the same time, don't let it be divisive when it comes to people, um, if you're, especially if you're a believer. The continuation of COVID, I mean, we're still seeing, and, you know, while the numbers, I believe, are going down, supposedly, um, you know, we're still having to wrestle with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we had a good friend of our family pass away of COVID three weeks ago. Yeah. So it's, it's not gone away as much as you know, some of us feel like it has and right. feel like, you know, we're, we're sort of over it. We're just right. not. Yeah, my hope is that it will go away. Right, sure. But my ultimate hope is that, you know, what you, whatever's going to happen in that, my hope is that I personally will be able to know how to navigate better if it doesn't go away. So I think that's important. I think one of the recent things, uh, a couple of recent things that are happening, supposedly as you listen to various as well as all media as slowly begins to fade in to the picture is some of the the supply chain has been affected incredibly and mm-hmm. people are not being able to get uh, supplies and the ports are locked up with ships ready to make delivery, but can't make deliveries. And don't really know why, but that seems to be yeah, something that's happening. Right. Sure. Um, just this past week, if this is happening, supposedly uh, immigrants crossing the border at numbers that are just off the charts and being flown around our country and delivered into cities for whatever its reasons, and if it's happening, it's like that sense of fear, that yeah. sense of what is going on. So I see all of this. I'm going, none of this that we can remember has happened before 2020 to this degree. <laughs> kind of crazy. Yeah, so this is just the stuff that yeah, right. this is when just you got the start to normal life. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right, all the normal stuff that we'll, we'll get to in our, our conversation together. And for me, I'll just add, and you mentioned it kind of a little bit, the kind of the lockdown um, and kind of what happened with schools. And I deal obviously a lot with parents and families and kind of the way that has impacted their kids' education yeah. and future and all of this stuff just kind of continues to swirl in the uh, kind of hearts and minds of people. So sorry to, to leave you today with uh, kind of a little bit of a downer talking about all the things that are, are hopeless in the world. But obviously we know that um, Jesus overcomes all of that, and, and we'll continue to talk about that here over the next couple of episodes. So join us next time as we kind of go into how to bring hope into these things, and we want to make sure that you know, and we mentioned this on one of our last episodes, that there's a new website, uh, mi1.net, mi1.net. We would encourage you to go there, and you can get lots of kind of great information. We'll be talking about that a little bit more. Thanks for listening to us on A Voice of Hope. <laughs>